Well, hey, 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 welcome back to the Living with Power Hope podcast. I'm Lena Abijamra. It's great to have you here. Uh, we are in a series called Dear Lena, where we ask, you ask me questions about faith, life, and culture, and anything in between, and I do my best to answer them in a three-bullet-point uh, answer, always thinking about how to provide biblical truth for everyday life. That's our gig here. We love God, we love His Word, and we love Jesus most of all. So if you are here by accident, we're glad you came, and if you're here intentionally, then we are glad you came too. Uh, if you have a question for me, you know you can send them to Dear Lena, I spell my name L-I-N-A, Dear Lena at livingwithpower.org. Y'all can find me online at livingwithpower.org or on social media. Good luck trying to spell my last name. It's actually phonetic. It's Lebanese and it's spelled uh, Abu Jamra, like I be jamming. So, hey, that's a little tidbit for you. Uh, All right. You guys ready for today's question? Got a couple uh, political ones coming up. I I know because I I, uh, prepare these ahead of time and then we post them. And so uh, here's uh, today's uh, Dear Lena question. Dear Lena, Should I leave my church if they are too politically involved and I disagree with their politics? Ah, da-da-da-da. That's a good question. And a question that many of you guys are asking. I've asked in a a variety of different ways. People have asked me uh, with specific examples about uh, the political angle and involvement and things, specific instances of of ways that the church is is too political. And people calling and saying, you know, emailing me and saying, should I leave my church? When do I leave my church? And... Uh, we've talked a bit in the podcast about some questions about am I in the right church, but but really this is a very relevant question right now in a very divisive culture politically, and, and it used to be that the church didn't have those divisions, and now sadly the church seems to be leading those divisions. May God have mercy on us, but uh, should I leave my church if they are too politically involved and I disagree with their politics? Um, I love the honesty here. All right, three-point an- answers, and... Uh, I'll do my best to answer that. And by the way, if you have any thoughts on that, feel free to send them my way. But here's number one. If your church's politics become louder than its love for Jesus, it might be time to consider leaving. Look, truth is we all have a political opinion and and I don't think it's necessarily all bad. And there's some moral issues that we need to be speaking about. And uh, our problem now is, is not the moral issues that we're arguing over. It's the it's sometimes it's the gray areas and it's the areas of preferences. But nonetheless, if your church's politics become louder than its love for Jesus, it might be time to consider leaving. See, whether or not you agree with your church's position is not as important as how you and they handle the debates. Look, you're not going to, there's no human way you're going to agree with your pastor on every point of politics. There's no way you're going to agree with every elder in your church. It's just a fact. There's going to be somebody in the church who stands in opposition to what's in the church, whether it's new attenders, whether it's new believers, or whether it's seasoned believers who just don't see things eye to eye. And that can be on a number of different topics. It doesn't have to just be on the fiscal stuff. It can be on the social positions. And and so whether or not you and I agree with our church's position, you don't leave because you disagree with the position. The issue is how do you handle the debates? Does love undergird the debate? Um, Where's that verse? I was uh, just looking up um, uh, a verse here on, uh, if I can find it, uh, Romans uh, 13, I believe. uh, I was looking at some of those. um, uh, uh, I can't find the verse. Forget it. Oh, I know it was Romans 13, 10. I'm sorry. Here we go. Um, Besides this, you know the time. No, here we go. Uh, Oh, no one anything except to love one another. So so first of all, let me give you some context. Romans 13 is the passage where 
Paul uh, is addressing submission to the authorities. And he, it comes off Romans 12. That is, so in Romans, it's like the second half of Romans is the application of the doctrinal uh, stuff that's listed in the first few chapters. And, and so the marks of the two, true Christian in Romans chapter 12 tell you know, what it looks like to be a Christian. And then he says in Romans 13, let every person be subject to the governing authorities for there's no authority except from God, meaning that God is the one who allows authorities to be put in place. And though, oh, here he says it, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval. Now, he goes on down and says, um, own to no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is a fulfilling of the law. All right, so if your church's politics become louder than its love for Jesus, so how you can see that is how y'all handle a disagreement. That's the bigger problem. It's not whether you agree with the church's position on masks or COVID vaccines or whatever it is that is becoming the issue of contention in your local church. Whether or not you agree with your church's position is not as important as how their positions are being promoted in the church. I find that to be troublesome. When a church stands up and, and declares a political stance from the pulpit, I think that is a problem. And so when that happens, how are those debates handled? Is there love and grace when you approach the elders and the leaders and say, hey, I've, I have a problem with you standing up and, and bringing this up in that fashion in front of the people? Is there a sensitivity to one another and vice versa, you to them and them to you? Whether or not you agree with your church's position is not as important as how your church treats you when you disagree. I think that is what leads you to leave a church is when you kindly disagree and maybe you have biblical stance on why you disagree and you bring it to the church in, you know, as in Matthew 18, you bring it to say you have an elder in the church you meet with, or, or even your pastor, if, if you're in a place where you can do that. And you say, hey, I've, I've noticed X, Y, Z, and I've been praying about this. And here's what I see. And if they treat you like you've got leprosy uh, and they, you know, condemn you and, and judge you and, and, and want to put you on the outside, uh, there's a problem. And so should I leave my church if they're too politically involved? Well, depends. What's louder, their love for Jesus or the politics? And, and how you know that is how they respond when you approach them with disagreement. All right, here's a second big idea. If your church is, so should I leave my church if they're too politically involved? If your church's politics become non-negotiables and their ability to see another point of view, it might be time to consider leaving. So I'm building on this, how do they treat you when you disagree? If your church's politics become non-negotiables in their ability to see another point of view, it might be time to consider leaving. Now, again, there's some moral issues. I'll give an example. I mean, there's no need to talk in, in code. Abortion is the killing of a newborn. I have compassion with people who have had abortions. I get calls from women on my in my job. I'm a doctor. I do telehealth now, and I get calls all the time about the plan B and people, you know, want it. And we don't do the plan B in my company. They don't, this is one of the things we don't, by God's grace, I love that we don't have to make a, a, a argument about it. Just, we just don't prescribe it, but people can get it now without, they just want it paid for, but you can actually go buy plan B. So, so, but abortion in all its forms is uh, sin. And um, by the way, we've done um, 
dear Lena's on abortion. You can find them in our in our archives. And so if you are struggling with that, I have a deep compassion on people who have gone through an abortion. And many, many women have gone through this. And I understand the, the difficulty on it. But it's still, a, it's in some ways a black and white issue. Now, um, but even in that, I'm thinking about church's politics. Uh, if if they become non-negotiables in the in their ability to see another point of view. Now, admittedly, there's there may not be another point of view, and you go back to well, how do you treat the person who either has had an abortion or is wrestling with, you know, where what line or what is what is considered abortive, etc. And so, um, how you know, uh, where I'm going with this point is if. It, it, now, it, with the abortion one, it's, it's more clear-cut, black and white, right? But, but now we're in a situation in 2022 when this podcast is running where the things that we're arguing about are uh, more along the lines of um, mask wearing, as an example. That's not a moral issue. Frankly, vaccines is not a moral issue. And so when a church has a non-negotiable on a political stance and cannot even see the perspective of somebody else. And I say this either way, maybe you believe in vaccines and you've got people in your congregation that don't, there has to be the ability to see the other point of view. You might not agree with them, but, but is your relationship none, is this a non-negotiable? Well, you're wrong. You need to be in my point of view on this. Well, that's a problem. All right. Unity is possible despite disagreement on secondary issues. There are primary issues and there's secondary issues. And so you have to decide what are primary issues, what are secondary issues. Ephesians chapter four delineates the primary issues of doctrine. But there are other, you know, you can talk about, well, abortion, is that a, you know, murder, is that a primary issue or a secondary issue? Now people will talk about same sex issues and LGBTQ concerns in the church. I mean, this has divided many churches because some will say this is a primary issue. Women preachers, some would say it's a primary, some are secondary issue, or even a third layered issue. But you, but unity is possible despite disagreement on secondary issues. So one challenge is just to decide as, as it pertains to your church's politics, are the issues primary, secondary, or, or even less issues, third layer. Unity is necessary in the face of disagreement on secondary issues. On the primary issues, there might be a break in relationship, but on secondary issues, unity is necessary. That's how you know you're in a godly church. Is you might disagree on mask wearing, but can you unite on the gospel? And, and that's how we shine as lights in a world that's dark. Unity is not conformity. When I talk about unity, I'm not talking about conformity as much as it is the intentional charitable response in disagreement. Unity is not about conforming your opinion to that of your pastor. That's brainwashing. Unity is the intentional charitable response in disagreement. It is understanding that you two might fall on different sides of the spectrum, uh, but uh, loving them in Christ nonetheless. Now, again, you go back to, let's pick on an easy one, like women preachers. This isn't a po political issue per se, although actually in the last couple of years, I would say it's, it has some political connotations, but that might be a stance. Maybe you, you used to go to a church that didn't allow women to preach, and maybe now they do, and maybe for you, it's a primary issue of the gospel. So that might be a reason to leave, and maybe it is a secondary issue, but you just can't do it. The, the premise has changed, and so again, is there charitable? Give them the benefit of that. Talk about it. Discuss it, and then you have to decide, is this an issue that is going to cause me to leave, or can I continue to be loving and to respect the church? church that I'm in. And again, I'm not asking right now for opinions. I'm, I'm not even getting into, I've, I've done tons of podcasts on women and speaking in churches and whatnot. That is not the context of this podcast today. This is about 
when the church's position uh, and political stance become non-negotiables in their ability to see another point of view, it might be time to leave. So we've talked about if your church's politics become louder than its love for Jesus, uh, that's a problem. If the church's politics become non-negotiable compared to seeing another point of view, that's a problem. And then thirdly, if your church's politics trump biblical truth, uh, that it's time to leave. All right, this is important. This is why we must know our Bibles. This is why we must be in the word of God. While politics are shaped by biblical truth, politics should never replace biblical truth. There's no question that I mean, I just talked about abortion. Where do you think we come up with our views on abortion? It's not because of a party. It's not because of senators and Congress people who have persuaded us. It's because of the word of God. Our, frankly, our view on money ought to be shaped by the word of God. Our, new, our view of, on life, our view on man being made in the image of God, our view on race should be patterned and influenced and shaped by the Bible but it should never replace biblical truth. And so politics should not be the deciding factor of what we believe in the Bible. We don't go to, you know, we don't decide our politics and then go, go to the word of God and interpret it according to what we want it to say. No, we come to the Bible, we understand biblical truth, and then we try to make the best decision politically on it. And while politics are used to defend biblical truth, politics can be used to defend biblical truth, right? There are people I know who have gone into politics to defend biblical truth, but it is never our primary means of protection. We're not relying on politicians to protect us. God is our defender. God is our wall. I think about the early church and the disciples who not once have we heard of any of the disciples being politically engaged. Paul was was in a place where he spoke to leaders, but it wasn't because of his politics, it was because of his gospel. I mean, in a more modern day era, I mean, we talk about William Wilberforce and, you know, some of the more modern, Martin Luther King Jr. I mean, there's been a lot of religious leaders who have been involved heavily in politics in order to defend biblical truth, but we're not relying on politics and politicians to be our primary means of protection. They can help, but they're not our primary means of protection. God is. And then while politics are a reality in the church, you can't stop that. I mean, this is human's nature. This is how every person has an opinion on things, and we don't always agree. While politics are a reality in the church, it should not replace biblical truth, listen, as a means of discipleship. That might be the most important point here. While politics are a reality in the church, politics should not replace biblical truth as a means of discipleship. I think this has probably been the biggest rotten apple of the last two to three years, maybe six years, is the idea that we are discipling the next generation with political views. Honestly, this is the problem of the hyper-nationalist, extreme right political party. We don't, we're not discipling a next generation with our politics. We've got to disciple them with the love of Jesus through the word of God in a church that is built on the truth of God's word and his person of Jesus Christ. And so I, I, I'm telling you, I think this is where the church has gone wrong. It is in that we have chosen to disciple uh, an entire generation on what we believe on the issues. And this is a destructive, um, no some game. I mean, whatever you want to say, this is just, this is just the end of, of our, our um influence and our testimony in this culture. So we need to change. And so should I leave my church if they are too politically involved? Maybe. Um, If you disagree with the politics, you're going to have to sit down and have some difficult conversations. And based on how they go, uh, you're going to be able to tell, take time to pray, seek the spirit of God's leading, 
And above all, uh, if you do end up leave, leaving, leave in love and leave quietly and, and leave in a way that does not cause even more harm to the cause of Christ. Um, that doesn't mean that you don't expose problems. I'm not talking about that. God knows that I believe that there is a time and a place to speak up uh, for things that are happening that are outside of the will of God. But when it comes uh, to church politics, again, um, let's let the love of Jesus rule even louder. All right. Uh, this is, um, you might hear this podcast today and have a lot of personal application that you want help with. Uh, feel free to email me. I don't know all the answers, but I will pray for you and I'll answer where I can. It sometimes helps to have a third person sort of hear and, and point or think with you about things. So I'm here if you need it at dearlina at livingwithfire.org. And uh, if you've been hurt by the church in this area and want encouragement, I would uh, love to send you a copy of my book, Fractured Faith, Finding Your Way Back to God in an Age of Deconstruction. It talks about being hurt by the church, among other things, and the disappointment that comes uh, with that. And so I'd love to give you that, or you can just find it on Amazon. Hey, join us tonight. I teach live. Uh, we're going through books of the Bible this year, and uh, you can find us at livingwithpower.org community. You'll get all the kinds of details about it. Otherwise, we'll be back together next week. We're here every Thursday. Feel free to leave us a review and to like this podcast on iTunes and share it with your friends. Hey, love you guys. I pray that God will continue to unite us in these difficult times that we're living in. See you next week.